sometimes it's just something so small that you're like you it's easy to brush it off but I feel like the the amount of instances that you guys all felt and oh, saw over 10 years yeah oh the, yeah this is like a 10 year thing like this is mm-hmm. legit <laughs> yeah oh it was totally legit like there is no doubt in my mind Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Scary Stories to Tell at Atlas, the limited series where we talk to our fellow Atlas family uh, colleagues about some of the scary, spooky, ghost, paranormal stories of their past. Um, And today we have um, Tara Keegan with us, who actually um, is one of our remote recruiters. So um, we're actually, you can't see it, but we are doing a a video and audio recording with her. It's kind of cool. Tara, where are we talking to you at? Where are you at right now? I'm recording from Raleigh, North Carolina. Awesome. Well, uh, tell us your story. So... My grandmother had a house. It was built in 1910 in New York City. And it was on the on the Raritan Bay, which is like kind of interconnected with the Hudson River. And it was backed up to a subway station. So it was, it was a little house, maybe 1,300 square feet. And it had a little fence. And right next to it was a train that went by every seven or eight minutes. And it shook the house. So the house was already like totally creepy. Anyway. <laughs> But you get used to that. So anyhow, when we go to my grandmother's house, it was always this like eerily cold feeling in the house. It didn't matter like August, February with heat. It was just eerily cold. And I just always remember it being weird. Um, we go for Christmas and my grandmother had a big black grand piano in the living room and it would just play. Like nobody would be in the living room. We'd be in, sitting in the kitchen eating and this would be a click, 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 click and it would be the piano. And my grandma would say, oh, the cat's running across the, the piano. The cat's running across the piano. And we say, okay, whatever. So we go into the living room hours later, and then we go back in the kitchen, and the front door would open up. <sighs> Nobody left it open. Oh, we must have left it open. My grandmother, years later, I knew all along that there was ghosts in her house, but obviously didn't want to freak me out. So anyhow, um, my grandmother was getting ill, and my mother started going there often. I was a teenager at the time, a young teen, and she'd go there often and she'd say, something going on in that house, I can't explain it, something's going on. You know, be, I, I'd sleep there and I'd hear the doors opening, I'd come downstairs and the couch was moved, and that piano, that damn piano was always playing. And I'd say, you know, I told you, I told you, well, she passed, and my mother and I moved into her home. And I remember one morning she woke me up and she said, why are you rubbing my head in the middle of the night every night? Like, are you having trouble Whoa. sleeping? Oh. And I'm like, I am not rubbing your head. Like, get the heck out of here. And my mom said, I'm telling you, you're rubbing my head. Uh, no, I'm not rubbing your head. So one night I couldn't sleep and I'm very small upstairs, like teeny. There's no bathroom, maybe 600 square feet at best. And I have my bedroom door open, and my mother had her door open, and I hear clink, and the door shut in my mother's room. So I get up, and I said to my, go to my mom, and waken her. I'm like, don't act like you're sleeping. You're, are you mad at me? Like, why are you slamming doors in the middle of the night? So I didn't slam the door. I said, yes, you did slam the door. 
And my mother and I had goosebumps. I'm telling you this now and I have goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> I said, there's, I, I don't know what's going on. This is weird, whatever. I hate it. I hate this house. Like, I'm, I'm out of here. Well, we, a, a series of those things kept going on all the time. Finally, we sell the house, right? So we, we sell the house and my, I come to get the last bit of stuff out of the house. I guess it was maybe three days before closing or whatever. And at this time, um, I don't know, 19 or 20 years old, and I'm driving, and it was dust. It, and the house, I showed you a picture of the mm-hmm. house, the two front windows in the house, there were these iridescent formations in the window. Like they were clearly people or, or were once people. They were human mm-hmm. body formations. And I was frozen solid, paralyzed in fear. I couldn't move. I immediately started crying and I couldn't even like compose myself to get into the car and leave. And I see these people up there. So I finally composed myself and I think I went to the neighbor's house because, you know, I'm pretty badass, go to the neighbor. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, tell me what happened to this. And anyway, I tell my mother and my mother's like, okay, you know, you're a little crazy. There's no people in the house. But Next day, my mother experienced the exact same thing. It was like they're uh, almost they're passing. Like, okay, you're leaving, and we're going to, you know, we're, we're going to let you know that we've been here the whole time. And we left that house, and my mother took one of my grandmother's old antique dressers from her into her new home. And my mother swears to this day that that dresser was haunted and went with her. And as soon as she Weird things happened in her house, and she swears it's the to that dresser. But as soon as she got rid of that dresser in the Goodwill, she never had another issue again. So backtrack a little bit. The house is built in 1910, and there's Ruma. It was built on a, an old Indian reservation. Oh, so, it's like poltergeist. <laughs> yeah, it was totally wacky. Now, again, like the house was cold, and it was on like a subway line almost like I could literally like for a rock and hit a subway, maybe, I don't know, a hundred feet at best and the house would shake like crazy. So at night when you hear like the piano playing or certain weird things, you're kind of like, Oh, you know, maybe it's loose, loose wires from the train or whatever, but train wasn't moving and the house was <laughs> so, mm. totally freaky scary and I never believed in like ghosts or anything like that. I'm like, that's ridiculous. But um I literally saw it with my own eyes and felt it. And there's no there's no telling me that it's like it was a real thing. And even when I showed you that picture when I emailed it over, <laughs> I had this like ugh, angst of Oof. first time I looked at it in twenty years. I was like, oh my God, that house. It was just it was my grandmother lived in it Oh gosh, probably fifty years. And my even my dad remembers. My parents were high school sweethearts. My dad remembers going to the house and it just being eerie. Um, and he said, "Oh, that house was kind of eerie." And it, wow. it was just did it look the in same? That house. Did the house look the hmm? same when you looked at the picture? Well, the picture I sent you, it looked much better. They refaced it. Mm-hmm. Um, believe it or not, that little house is a half million dollars in New York City. <laughs> um, <laughs> It was it, it it was old, so it looked it didn't have that brick front to it. Mm-hmm. It was always very little at the end of a dead end, backing to a, a um, train. Um, and my grandmother was poor, so like it, it wasn't um, 
wasn't necessarily a poor neighborhood. It was, she was poor and her house was a, obviously a reflection of that. But um, it was just so eerie. Like poverty did not explain the ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> it was totally weird. Um, totally, totally weird. And, never, and, you know, at the end of her life, she, she admitted to my mom that there was a spirit in that house. She knew. She lived there herself for 15 years. Um easily 15 years so so those um those uh like figures that you saw what did they look like or were they just kind of like blobs they looked like the shape of a human body like an average human body but they were like there was an iridescent like green yellowy blue light to them they were in each of them in the window like those two front windows like there was no denying it i never did drugs or or drank or skinny there's nothing crazy um, like I saw it, and and I, you know, I went out of that house a hundred times in, in, in my lifetime prior to that, and you know, looking up at that window was not something I did once. Um, but it was just, it was no secret that the house was selling, and I looked up, and you know, it was one of those look up, like, oh, you know, this chapter is over. I don't know what my purpose, mm-hmm. was, but they were clearly there without. Any doubt. There was just too many instances leading up to that. Um, the petting of a head and the yeah. piano playing. My grandmother had a maintenance man. He was um, a maintenance man from Jamaica. I'll never forget him. Well, as she was, you know, she went through um, dementia, like really pretty bad. So she said to him, look, I'm going to give you this piano. And I really want you to have this piano. He always admired the piano. The damn maintenance man would not take the piano. He said, no, no, ma'am, no piano. Who knew that thing played itself. Yeah. And he, um, anybody that walked in that house knew that there was just something not um, balanced. Like there was something off in the house and definitely feared in that house. It wasn't a negative, though. Like, I don't want to say it was a negative. Um, it never hurt anybody or anything. It was just, just, um, just a casual presence. <laughs> yeah. And it, depending on your belief system or what you think about it, um, you know, it make it up however you want but um for me it just you know it seemingly was a person that was kind of trapped in that house yeah. <laughs> or, or, or needed an exit strategy i don't know well it seems um, like but, they were sorry go ahead yeah I, I mean i don't know it was loving you know open it you know went open doors and couches and <laughs> you know curtains and things like that it was definitely kind of like maybe playful like hey i'm here um, but, you know, rubbing the head and doing things like that, there was no um, ill intention. Yeah. But uh, regardless, I don't want anything living in my house that I didn't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we can't have dinner together. Right. Um, but it, nothing could say this Yeah, I, I feel like you probably lucked out there because some of the, some of the, like, sent, like the Matt Lawhorn story that he told us seemed like that ghost was very unhappy with um i think it was his mother-in-law yeah he was saying so um but you'd said um your mother took the dresser and then that she swears that was haunted too and so the yeah like so it was my grandmother's dresser it was an old antique i was probably 100 years old and it was in the bedroom where she always got pet now i never got pet nobody ever pet me it was my mother (laughs) but when they when they moved the only thing she took was that dresser and 
my mother like always knew something was up with that house, but we never really, you know, it was my grandmother's house and we'd go there like, oh, but um, she moved to another state, well, from New York to New Jersey, and took the dresser in her, in her new home, a brand new um, condo. There was nothing, like, nothing was living there before or wasn't built on any reservation or anything like that. Brand new. She had new furniture. She just took this dresser. And at, in her, where she put the dresser, she did not put it in her bedroom. She put it in, like, a downstairs uh, Florida room. Just, it was more of a... Um, an heirloom than anything else. And she said every time she went into that room, she felt that that presence that she felt in the bedroom at home to the point she finally got rid of it. Like she just knew that there was something with that. And um, negative or positive, it's still freaky. <laughs> so it's just, it was just a freaky, freaky thing. Absolutely. And of course, you know, we researched it and, you know, spirits can attach themselves again. Mm-hmm. It's just research. They can attach themselves to objects, and um, you know she felt like it was attached to the dresser. Well, it seems like the piano too. <laughs> oh yeah, but we didn't bring the piano. No piano. Yeah, I'm sure it was attached. You know, I'm sure it attached itself to many things. Yeah, the dresser manifested. in particular yeah. was old. Um, but the piano, yeah, definitely like to play the piano. Yeah, it was totally weird. This sounds exactly like something you'd see in a movie or a TV show. Mm-hmm. Scary. Definitely. Huh? Yeah, it was, it was some fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Tara, thanks for, um, thanks for telling us your ghost story. Like, I, I, this is one of my favorites for sure because like, it just sometimes it's just something so small that you're like, you, it's easy to brush it off. But I feel like the, the amount of instances that you guys all felt and oh, saw. Over 10 years. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. This is like a 10-year thing. Like, this is mm-hmm. legit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was totally legit. Like, there is no doubt in my mind. Um, no doubt in my mind. Awesome. I mean, people are like, oh, that, you know, you sure you believe? And I'm like, well, I didn't prior to this, but. Now yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, when you see something with your own eyes and experience it, like, you can't unexperience it. Right. Anymore. You're a believer. <laughs> Yes, yes. I don't want them. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't really have a choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you again for joining us. Uh Um, Thanks for telling us your story. And to all of our listeners, look out for our next episode. But until then, stay spooky. Have a good one.